Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fullerton Free Podcast. My name is Cassie Valentin, and I'm joined here with my husband, Blake. Yeah, we're recording here in our apartment. Uh, if you hear banging going on during the, the podcast, just know our apartment's getting a new roof. Yes. And so there's a lot of banging, and it's, it's pretty loud. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just real quick, this week, uh, Jeff led the sermon, and we talked through Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. And so we're going to call up a couple people on staff, starting with Christopher Ferris, and he's going to tell us what he thinks. Hello. Hello there, Christopher. Hey there. You are uh, you are live on the Fullerton Free Podcast with me and Blake. Hey, how do how do I look? I, I didn't realize it would be on right now. <laughs> Fantastic. You look great. Camera yeah. ready. Awesome. I didn't even comb my hair, so I'm impressed. Uh, there you go. Amazing. I have a quick before we even dive into questions. Do you prefer Christopher or Chris? Okay, I've got a story about this. Can I tell it? Please. Please do. Okay. I went to Biola and graduated from there back all the way back in 2002. And uh, one of my professors, uh, Eric Tanis, um, we would uh, I took his systematic theology class, one okay. of the best classes I took at Biola. Hmm. And Tanis, um, at one time in class, I said, Dr. Tanis, I have a question. And he goes, uh, call me Eric. It's what my mama named me. And so <laughs> and I was like, my mama named me Christopher. So there Christopher is the but Chris does not bother me. Um, it's just that you're dishonoring my mother. <laughs> um, when you do that, it's like you're kind of spitting on, on her memories. Totally. So, but besides that, Chris, Chris doesn't bother me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Good to know, Christopher. We, yes. uh, we will not disrespect <laughs> <Yeah>. your mother. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, um, well, we have just a few questions uh, just for our, our listeners. We would love to know a little bit more about you and your family, what brought you to Fullerton Free, what you do on staff, and, and all that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so I came to Fullerton Free initially attending back – well, my first exposure is actually to Fullerton Free – were with Dave Carter, um, hmm. and that was because I used to be on staff at Rock Harbor Church in Costa Mesa, okay. and I used to oversee their peer counseling ministry, and while I was there, um, we had some stuff happen, and some folks said, hey, Dave Carter is really wise, and you should talk to him, and um, he'll give you some good guidance, and so um, we reached out to Dave, and then from then on, I was like, hey, can I, can you adopt me? And so... <laughs> We just, as I think that's most people's response to Dave Carter. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so um, we would go out to lunch, you know, every month or two. I've done some study under him, hmm. um, you know, for his uh, approach to dealing with um, infidelity and all of that. And um, and there was a point where our time at Rock Harbor had ended, and we were looking for churches to go to, and that was back in like September, I want to say, of 2018. Uh, maybe October, and then we started attending the church, and then I got a call from Dave, and um, he said, you know, been praying and thinking it's time to retire. Hmm. Uh, how about uh, you come come, come do this here? And so, um, wow. so we ended up at, um, I ended up on staff officially as of May 2019, so that means I think next week is my yeah. one year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and so what exactly is your title for those who don't know? Yeah, I'm the Counseling and Care Shepherd. I oversee the counseling ministry that we have here, which um, kind of operates on a couple different levels. Mm. One is, um, I'm not sure how aware you guys are of our support groups, but we have 
some of the greatest support groups anywhere in Orange County at our church run by some of the most compassionate mm. people for everything from um, sexual addiction, marriage issues, um, you know, women's um, issues um, to grief and mental illness. I mean, there you go to our counseling and care section on the website. There's tons of that stuff. And so um, mm-hmm. that's that's one part that falls under my area of ministry. The other is um, we have a peer counseling program where you can meet with a, um, a peer, so um, someone who's not a professional for, um, you know, one-to-one peer and spiritual support um, for up to, well, during COVID, we're doing 10 sessions and we're using video platforms like Zoom hmm. to facilitate our sessions, but we're still active and we actually have room right now. And so That's if great. you're feeling anxious right now with all this, or if you're going through some significant losses, as I think everybody is right now, yeah. um, you know, talking to a peer counselor might be a really great resource for you. And so I get the privilege of overseeing that program. And then sometimes people just, hey, can you give me a therapy referral or I've got this situation going on? Can you give me some input on what directions to take? I love to be a resource how I can for folks. That's awesome. So cool. I love that our church has so many resources like that, and it's been really exciting to see you take in uh, what Dave Carter has done and just run with it. It's awesome. Well, I have to say this, too. Um, the church and, and mental health have not always been on the best terms in mm-hmm. terms of the, um, the sciences and professions and everything therein, and it's so encouraging um, to see um, – a faith community so embracing of the realities of mental health yeah. uh, where we, we integrate it into our programs. We, you know, a, yeah. a, a person like me can be on staff um, and, and I am a licensed therapist as well. Um, and so it's, it's wonderful to be able to be a part of all of it. That's um, great. So, and then you asked real quick, I don't mean to go on too long, about no, my family. please do tell us. Um, yeah. So, um, my wife and I have been married, uh, I think this year is going to be 17 years for us. Wow. Um, cool. Yeah, we met when I was 16. I'm <gasps> kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but we – and we have um, three four-year-old uh, girls, and they're wow. treasures and beautiful and wonderful, and they're all the same age. And so that's, that's been awesome. – wow. um, or probably tired of hearing me say that I have triplets, but I will never be. It's so. the coolest oh, fact it's ever. It's so cool. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we've we've um, we have such an adventurous, fun life with those three, and there's countless stories upon stories of great, amazing things about uh, what we've been able to to do as a family, and um, we just feel really grateful. They miss Mr. Jonathan a lot right now, by the way, in kids' church. They they're like, can we go see Mr. Jonathan? I'm uh, like, well, so no one, no one's there. So yeah, well, yeah. That actually brings us to another question. What has yeah. church looked like for you and your family? It's such a different season for all of us. Um, not just what does it look like, but do you have tips for maybe a listener of like, how can we be more engaged during this season? Well, the way that we do church now is we have a central place that removes every possible distraction available mm. so that all of us can engage in Bible learning and fostering relationships and it's all facilitated at the building and i love that it's such a a practical wonderful thing Mm. when you don't have all of those things i don't have um you know for for us we have really struggled uh to to have uh, meaningful um staying engaged with church because you know for us 
on a Sunday morning at 919, you know, we're, we've, we've usually just dusted off breakfast and the kids are wanting to do stuff. And mm. at my kid's age, I can't tune in with the rest of the community and nor, nor can my wife mm. because of just what's going on in our home. And right. So there's just a very practical thing that I think kids, families with young children, um, you know, are trying to figure out because kids don't want to listen to anybody talk. Um, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, um, Princess Ariel, uh, right. you know, anybody talk for, yeah. for minutes. And so there's things that we can do. There's things that we can set up and have them do. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's just very, it's very tough. And so like for me, I'll usually watch the sermon, um, which I'm so grateful for that we even have the resource. Can you guys imagine by the way, what COVID would have looked like 10 years ago? How would we have done church yeah. or any of yeah, it's uh, it's a blessing to have so much technology right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love I love um, I love what everyone's doing. It's church. Uh, I think Nikki is doing a, just an incredible job with all the ways they're staying engaged with like Wonderful Wednesday. I don't know if you guys have watched their videos mm-hmm. or anything, but they're super fun and um, you know it, it's yeah it's I love the outtakes at the end too. But that's great. Uh, yeah. So for, for us, things spiritually for us are, you know, we're teaching ki- our kids about things like how to pray. And so, um, you know, at night before we go to bed, we kind of have this routine where we'll we'll hang out with our kids and one at a time kind of go, well, tell me what was your favorite thing about today? And, you know, we've, we've been praying with them, but now we're saying, what do you want to pray for? Hmm. And we're not teaching them how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's not that we weren't doing those things before, but... Uh, that's been, I think, for us as a family, spiritually, maybe kind of the next little building block. Yeah. Uh, you know, or I think one of the things that's hard for kids and families right now, too, is how do we how do we kind of figure out um, anxiety for, mm. for little ones, um, mm. you know, because they're growing and developing and need a stable, secure attachment base. And if we are really uh, on our phones more, or, um, which I know I am, um, if we are, um, maybe more distracted by our anxiety. Um, I think part of, as a family, what, what's helpful is that the adults are able to do self-care and take care of themselves to be available to the kids in ways that maybe there's lots of extra distractions that are here. And so, you know, giving yourself permission. Um, I know some people, for example, um, are like, you know, I'm going to stay upstairs today for a couple hours and, you know, maybe husband or wife's going to stay downstairs for a couple hours and, you know, kind of break for a little bit if they have that option. Or, um, you know, if your living situation is more cramped, that there's just more encouragement to get out. I know for my wife and I just going for a drive, even if, Mm. you know, get out of our car. Yeah. uh, Sometimes that's been really, uh, helpful. Um, so, um, staying engaged with church, uh, I think, you know, there is partly is just staying engaged with you. And then I think maybe one of the other things is right now, um, the church has the ability to meet a lot of needs. Um, Mm -hmm. and I love what our church is doing about that, that we have very pragmatic responses like getting groceries for people or, you know, providing, um, you know, a place that has, resources to get to to even more resources i know that like we could go down the list between the three of us of yeah things and so um, 
I think right now for those of us that can be more generous, that we're trying to be more generous, you know, whether that's with our finances or our time or otherwise, um, and those of us that are hurting, I hope that you're reaching out to the church and saying, hey, we need help, and you hope that you're getting a response from the church that says we're here. Um, yeah. And as a family, I think that's something we're trying to do. That's awesome. I, I love that. And I love your transparency of like, yeah, it's been hard. It's been really a struggle to figure out church, but I think you're right. I think there's an element of taking care of yourself. I'm sure, I don't know as a parent, but I'm sure even just as a fellow brother and sister, it's like you, you just yeah. are, are better when you're taking care of yourself yeah. and, and being filled yeah. with what's right. So, hmm. um, so maybe you haven't been watching in the, in the normal Sunday morning stance, but as we've been going through Ephesians, we just would love your feedback. If there was anything from Ephesians, uh, chapter two, 11 through 22, that kind of stuck out to you, something that was either convicting, encouraging, anything like that. Yeah. You know, um, there's a couple of things from the sermon that, that stuck for me. One was, um, you know, when Jeff was telling the story about uh, the homeless gentleman that he had kind of said, you know, I, I don't think that, um, that these guys are going to make it and then uh, how wrong he was. But then that sort of that act of, of looking back in general, um, so that, that story to illustrate it and then just kind of what he continued to reinforce about this Um and how sacred the act of remembering is, um, but also just how practical it is. Like sometimes when you talk about theology and you get into the, the real nitty gritties about the Trinity or about, you know, uh, ecclesiology or whatever, a lot of it exists upstairs in my head, Mm. but then what, what is, you know, living a Trinity aware life, you know, or believing life look like, is a little bit harder for me to get to than hmm. um, something like, um, you know, taking time to remember because remembering is an act of worship and yeah. it's remembering, you know, God's faithfulness. It's remembering, you know, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, I mean, even just to, to deal with anxiety, remembering plays such a significant role in, in mm. doing callbacks to, um, you know, where where you've come from um, because a lot of times what we're anxious about or scared about is about things that we feel, Hey, I don't have the resources right now to deal with this stuff. I don't feel like I, I know what to do, but then we recall, well, what about that one time when it was actually harder than what it is now? Mm. Or what about that one time when you actually thought that this thing was impossible, but you came out on top? Uh, did you forget those things too? And so what I, what I love is that, you know, as, as an, as almost a spiritual discipline, um, you know, recalling and, and engaging your memory and and just even how good that is, you know, for, for your brain, uh, to reinforce those memories. Um, it's, it's a way to sort of stay calm because it, uh, it gets you out of the fear of the future of what could happen and what might happen and gets you into what did already happen and, that's that evidence is probably better for me than thinking about all the things that can go wrong. So I don't know if Jeff was yeah. intended for that, but those were the thoughts that were spring in my head. And I could talk totally. for like oh, about this right now. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, cause I want to know what you guys got. On no, I, I love that. I think, um, it's interesting how remembering is like a muscle we have to continually to practice because for me, 
in those moments, if I haven't been practicing to remember God's faithfulness or where he's shown up or places where I've been able to, um, you know, not fall behind but get ahead, if I'm not practicing that, it's so easy for me to just feel overwhelmed or anxious, like you're saying. And I think in the last six months or so, I've been trying to remember more of times God has shown up. Mm. And those those few, like I have little pictures in my head of where God has shown up. And yeah. having those pictures ready for me is really helpful because I don't feel as anxious. I can remember, oh, God showed up in this way. Why would he not show up in, you know, this? Right. Something smaller right. or something bigger. Um, but I, I love your perspective from even like a an anxiety perspective. That's so interesting. Yeah, it is. I, I, I love that. I think it's 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 important for us to remember in our own lives and our own personal history the the faithfulness and sovereignty of God but i also love too in this passage that it's it's really holistic and it's as as a people group as a as as chosen by God like wow we're recognizing that he's always remained the same and that his faithfulness doesn't change based on circumstance and i think yeah. that has has been helpful too to kind of kind of zoom out a bit and, and think of ourselves in a larger picture as well as your own personal journey too, yeah. which is cool. Absolutely. I, and I think present, um, you know, thinking of, of the future and, and what could go wrong and being, you know, where we're isolated right now. Um, there's, when you remember what, what you're compelled to do is to talk about what you remembered, mm. uh, and go, remember that time when, mm. and so yeah. inherently there are two things that come out of that. One is worship because you are worshiping God for what he's done in your life. Um, and in your worship, you're recalling, um, that God is consistent, that he's sovereign, that he's faithful, all of these attributes that are beautiful to meditate on, especially in a time where we are extra you know, tensed up, you know, with all that's going on. Mm -hmm. So when you go, when you go into that mindset, that's one thing that's happening is, is, uh, worship. But the other thing you're doing is when people are telling those stories, you realize that you are very much not alone and it Mm -hmm. makes you feel part of something when you tell stories of what's happening or you're encouraged by what's happening. So I think we are all compelled not just to listen to the stories or or write them in our journals, but to find places where we are talking about them. And so, yes, mm. though the way that we do that now as church is radically transformed in every possible way. Um, this is, I mean, even if we remember, this is not the only time there's been a global pandemic This yeah. and there will be more in the future. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll live to see one, but I might live to see four more or 20 more. Right. Who knows? Right. Um, but what I do know is that in any time where things feel very out of control, um, it is not a mystery to God about what's going to happen mm. next. It's mm. not um, something that is good. So when you recall those things and you sit in those things, it's an opportunity, I think, to to engage in, um, okay, like I'm not in control, but I know who is. And I love hearing how God's been in control in your life. and. Yeah. And then even to, you know, to mourn with those who mourn of, you know, I thought we were getting ahead and then this happened and now we're behind again. And yeah. I'm just so frustrated, um, you know, even for others to, to just be present to each other in all of that uh, is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. 
Well, Christopher, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day just to chat with us. And it's really fun to even just get to know you a little bit more and, and hear about how uh, you and your family have been during this time and in your perspective on everything. So thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Now, okay, your turn, guys. How did you two meet each other? Um, so <laughs> let's see. I lived in a house uh, with his sister, actually. And then we never, we only had met maybe one time. Yeah. Then it was at a wedding in Washington. We were seated next to each other. And we, you know, started, we started cracking jokes and people were like, you guys know each other? And we're like, no, no, no. We're just... We're just going with it. We're just, yeah. yeah just, we would like improv random stories about how we met. And people were like, what's going on? These yeah. people are weird. I think we were the only ones entertained, but uh, that's all that matters, you yeah. know, because we're that's married. Sign, that is the sign of true love, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been married for uh, two years? Almost, yeah. Just a about. couple months. Okay. Tell newlyweds, what's one thing that they should know, uh, or people who are engaged, about getting married that you've learned? Ooh. I would say, I don't know. There's probably countless things, but I think it's been awesome. And it's been so fun. The I, best. I know when we're starting to get engaged and all that, there's a lot of people saying, oh, marriage is so hard and all this. And I know that's true. We're only two years in. But I will say people didn't talk about how fun it was. And people should hear that more. Yeah. And just yeah. to have fun and to yeah. laugh. We <laughs> love having fun and playing games and laughing. And yeah. it's important. Do you know what the research says about that, by the way? No. No. Okay, John and Julie Gottman are these researchers that are we credit for most of the understanding that we've got about marriage today um, in terms of just scientific research. And they say that the number one thing that um, couples need is a friendship mm-hmm. because the, the, the ability to be friends and to do things as friends and to enjoy each other, the romance builds off of that. But, you know, when you think of your friends whom you are having a friendship with already – um, things like basic respect and that you have for them already. And so when you have those things, it makes the love grow more. So your ability to start habits now of, you know, what it means to engage in your friendship is really a way yeah. of saying, uh, this is how we continue to grow our love as well. That's so cool. I love, I love hearing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love hearing the scientific perspective. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the Bible study. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and uh, we hope we can see you soon yes. after all this is over. <laughs> That's okay. I'm coming over to give you guys a hug right now. Oh, Take sweet. Care. Oh, awesome. That's great. great. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Well, that was fun to get to yeah. know Christopher or Chris, maybe. Uh, we are now going to call our next guest, um, Heather Freeman. So I'm calling her up right as we speak. Hi, friends. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good. Well, Heather, we uh, are so happy to have you on our Fullerton Free podcast. <laughs> and uh, we would love our listeners to know a little bit more about you. So tell us kind of how you even came to EV Free. Oops, Fullerton Free. And uh, how, dare you. how dare I? <laughs> on air. Come uh, on, Cassie. Come on. Uh, and what you do on staff and uh, about your family and everything. Okay. Um, let's see. Josh and I have been at. Okay, I almost said EV free, but I'm not going to. Good. Josh and I've been uh, at Fullerton Free for I don't know, maybe uh, twenty years or so. Wow. Um, that? Yeah, yeah. And um, I came to be on staff. I'm coming up to two years now. Whoa. And um, so I'm I'm kind of a newbie, I'd say. <laughs> 
And uh, what I do there, you know, there's five areas of ministry Hmm. um, on our staff. And we have Anchor Ministries, Frontier, Heritage, Response, Illumination. So basically, I'm the assistant to Anchor Ministries, which um, I just kind of act as a support for uh, everyone serving in Anchor, but mostly to John Schaefer. (laughs) That's That's awesome. Heather is known on staff for many things, humor, love, compassion, but also she has these delicious mints at her desk. And my goodness, <laughs> the amount of times we frequent that desk. <laughs> I think the, mints, really funny the mints are just to catch everyone. What did you say, Blake? The mints are just to catch everyone, just so they can come into your office and you can catch up with them, right? <laughs> yes. It's my way of just luring in just, you know, I just mean, I need my relational time. So the mints are kind of a way to lure everybody. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, Heather, we would love to know a little bit more about your family and in this unique season, what does it look like for you to be a part of church and community and the like, what's that been for you? Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is Josh works from home. That's my husband, Josh. And, um, and so he's been kind of doing, uh, this kind of lifestyle for a while now. Mm. Um, but I think, so for him, like he's kind of adapted differently Mm. for me. I, um, I go to a lot of different places. I go to school and I go to work Mm. and I'm here and I'm there and I'm pretty, I need my people time. And so Mm. that's been interesting for me to kind of just, you know, develop a, a different, groove and it hasn't been terrible though i have to say it hasn't been terrible i i feel like god's really maybe just i don't know been gracious to me because i haven't been climbing the walls which i thought i would do so but we're we're keeping busy and i think that's the thing is i i keep really busy so the kids i've got a freshman in high school and a junior in high school and i'm telling you to be in high school and with your parents every day all day it is not fun. So, um, they've had really amazing attitudes. They just ha- have been forced to adapt, but uh-huh. I know for them it's, it's hard. I think being away from high school ministries, we have an amazing mm. high school ministries. We've got an excellent staff and great volunteers. And, um, I think my kids miss that. They miss yeah. that community, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's such a hard time to be a student, I think. I mean, it's hard for everyone, but there's this stir-crazy feeling that it seems like with all the students. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I can't imagine. I think it's it's tricky, but they keep yeah. themselves busy and Good. find find things to do. And and I think as far as, like, Sunday morning worship goes, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking the other day how it's consistent in that, Christina and her team are are always bringing such a thoughtful time of worship, you know, for us. And mm-hmm. um, and Darren and Jeff and the, the um, team, the speaking team, like they, we always have great teaching. It's it's yeah. it's always good teaching. So we have a, a consistency there. But I'm not consistent in that. For those of you out there who have a little touch of ADD like me, like sitting in your living room and yeah. watching a uh, church is so tricky. So yeah. um, I have to like really discipline myself to like mm-hmm. take notes and be be alert and and because um, it's easy just to let my brain, you know, wander and 
even my yeah. body wander. I'll get up and go to the kitchen. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so much easier to get distracted. We were just talking to Christopher Ferris, and he was just talking about how in the worship center, there's no distractions. You know, it's it's kind of uncool to pull out your phone and start texting or whatever. But when you're at home, there's distractions everywhere. And so I, I think we're all learning to have a little bit more discipline when it comes to yeah. uh, watching the service or whatever. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And I think it brings some self-awareness. Um because here's full disclosure um, for you, Fullerton Free family. The first couple of weeks, I I found myself even going on to Instagram during mm, church. Yeah. And I, I didn't stay there, but I found sure. myself like, I don't know, almost habitually, not that I spend a lot of time on Instagram. I don't sure. want to make it sound like that because I don't. But it was like almost a habitual like, oh, I'm sitting here for this long yeah. of a time. Uh-huh. I need to look at my phone. Right. And um, yeah, so it's been good to to almost see, just have more self-awareness of where mm. I, what I go to, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like moments where we're, we're not inundated with a screen of any kind, like TV, phone, whatever it is, you're just kind of stuck with your head and your thought, yourself and you're like, wait, it, it forces self-reflection. It forces self hopefully growth and not, you know, staying stagnant. But I, I totally get that. Something about having church and community be on a screen. It's like this overstimulation mm-hmm. thing that can kind of feel. So I, I totally resonate with that. Yeah. I think it's interesting to the timing that we're going through Ephesians, um, which I know was pre-planned mm. and how crazy you guys that we're going through Ephesians yeah. and such a huge part of Ephesians is unity mm. and like, um, body it's the body and what a weird time that we're yeah. all so disconnected and yet we're going to be diving into what God wants mm. for the body. And I, I don't know. I don't think that's an accident. And I right. think that you know, we're going to, this is going to be really good for our hearts, you know? Absolutely. It's interesting to be met with a challenge or an attribute of the church when we don't physically see it as much. Unity, if we were all together, it'd be, you know, maybe Darren or Jeff would be like, well, look at your neighbor, you know, look at everyone, or, you know, you're rubbing shoulders with people, and it's very, like, tangibly in front of us that we're all together, we're showing up together, but the idea of unity from afar is is so important and was such a big part of the early church, but it's, it's, I think you're right, I think it's a beautiful thing for us to really be challenged and met with in this season, recognizing that a building doesn't unify us. I mean, it can, but that's not what unifies us as believers. So I, I love that perspective. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, specifically on uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 11 through 22. I, I loved reading some of those verses and would love to know, was there something that really convicted or encouraged you, kind of stood out to you? Yeah, for sure. I um, I love that Jeff opened it up with that um, memory matters to God. And that really struck me. And um, and I love how he reflected back in Deuteronomy or the idea of um, the Israelites being told, like, write this down, yes. tie it to your wrists, put it on your head, put it on your door frame, <laughs> tell your kids. Like, it, it, it was very, mm. um, it, they were told so specifically. And um, what a neat parallel to Ephesians. I, I don't know. It, the last couple of days I've been contemplating this a lot that even in my own story, um, 
God has really saved me from slavery, mm-hmm. truly. And and if, and De- Deuteronomy eight really has ministered to me through the years. And so when Jeff brought that up, it I immediately reflected on that because Deuteronomy eight mm-hmm. kind of just the same thing and hmm. it's saying like be careful that you you don't forget and don't become arrogant yeah. you know it, it, don't it, what does it say it says be careful that you don't become arrogant and forget the lord your god who brought you out of slavery and, mm. and it goes on to say like he did this and he did this and he was the one he was the one and um yeah i just felt like what i i don't I don't know if I've ever, I mean, maybe kind of made this connection, but it became so clear to me, this beautiful connection we have between these passages in Deuteronomy, all over Deuteronomy, and really a lot of the letters of the New Testament that we are still being told, do not forget who you were before Christ and where you've come from. And, um, how beautiful that Paul's kind of like, Hey, don't forget, this is where you came from. And this is, this is who you were. But now because of Christ, because of his power, um, because of God and his grace for us. Now we're, I love how Jeff kind of broke it down. Like we're brought near, we've got peace. We're united. It Mm. broke down the dividing wall. There's reconciliation. There's, access which yeah. is really huge you know and yeah. um we members of a household and uh, of god and so that yeah that really cool. really impacted me yeah um, just that idea and bridging those concepts and and going back and and um for me really taking time to to reflect and thank God, like, this is where you brought me from. And that was ugly. And my gosh, Lord, you have, you have given me access Mm. because of your son. And so I think remembering and kind of mourning sometimes, um, is really, for me, it's been really important. And I even try to have like little things throughout my house. I mean, you guys have been over, we have like knickknacks all over our shelves and stuff. But for me, there's little things hidden on those shelves that if you walked in, you'd be like, Oh, those are nice, you know, tchotchkes. But (laughs) for me, some, some of them have a meaning that say, Heather, remember Mm. where you've been, remember what God has done in your life. Because, Mm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really when you're looking back that you can see where you've come from and and where you're going. You can kind of see a path of where God's leading you. And I, I think that is so encouraging. And I, I love this passage for that reason. Yeah, I, I love that Deuteronomy passage as well. I love that it has so much personal encouragement and conviction for you in your life and how cool that that was clearly brought up in this passage. And uh, I I so agree with what you're saying. Even if I'm looking at verse uh, 12, it says that we were once strangers to the covenants of promise, which I think is such an interesting, like we were strangers to even a covenant or a promise from God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's important. I, I love that you brought up mourning because I think sometimes when we think about remembering, 
it's only positive. It's like, oh, well, God's always been good. Yeah. And that's true and amazing. But it's also good to, to mourn the, oh, wow, there's some heaviness there. And, and, and there was a death that had to happen in right. order for this. And, and I, I think that's healthy. It's a healthy part of remembering is not remembering to celebrate and worship. Yes. But also I think that it's healthy to remember and, and mourn and, yeah. and, and be reflective in that way, too. I love that. Well, you have to remember the bad to understand the good. And uh, I think that's why the Old Testament can be so encouraging uh, as believers, because if we didn't have the Old Testament, we wouldn't understand why Jesus was so important. And even in our own lives, if we don't remember who we were before Jesus, it's harder to understand who we are now and where he is leading us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And the intensity um, with which God loves us hey yeah. you're just that he you know when you kind of survey it from old testament to new testament that he pursues us mm. he he knew the israelites um sin and quirks and my goodness we yeah. all know i mean it's so sad it's like the dirty laundry is on the pages forever you know yes. yeah. and um but how thankful i am for that because yeah. we know how difficult they were mm. and how unfaithful they were and all these things but God pursued them pursued them and and kept his promises and then brought Christ and um and now we have this like new covenant and it's, it's a lot to wrap mm. my head around yeah you know? yeah absolutely mm. Well, I, I love this, and I love even talking about it now is helping us remember, right? And I think that's that's important to to do as Deuteronomy says: talk about it at your home, talk about it on the the path. Uh, we just want to thank you so much, Heather, for joining us yeah. on this week's uh, podcast. It's been fun to hear from you and hear your voice and and your perspective. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. I miss you. I know There's we a miss you too. Personal side, apart <laughs> from the podcast, I miss you guys. Yeah. Well, hopefully this. Uh, finishes soon and we can see you guys again yeah 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 thanks you guys yeah thanks heather have a good rest of your day okay you too all bye. Right. Bye. bye all right everyone well uh thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of the fullerton free podcast uh we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day yeah all right bye, bye.